Welcome to Reframe Your Life. I'm Joanne Gibson. And I'm Sandy Reynolds. Together, we bring you our podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives thoughtfully and with intention. On our episodes, we explore diverse topics relevant to all areas of our lives. Today, we're going to talk about a area that a lot of women struggle with. And it's something Joanne and I have talked about and alluded to on Reframe Your Life. We're going to be talking about the importance of finding your tribe and not only why it's so important to find your tribe, but we're going to tell you some ideas and our thoughts on how you can start to take some action in finding your tribe and cultivating those relationships that are going to really help you thrive. Joanne, you have had a lot of experience in this area, and I think that's why we've had so many conversations around it, because you are a natural networker and connector with people, and you've moved a lot. So you've been in a place where you've started over in building community and finding your tribe. First of all, I want to welcome you and also get you to launch in with some of your thoughts. Yeah. Thanks, Sandy. It's an interesting word, right? We can all play on these words. Community can be a geographical space, like the community you live, or it could be a virtual community these days as well. And it can be that one based on social connections. So I think mainly we're going to be talking about that social connection, which could be physical or virtual. Just back visiting Calgary a little while ago, and their daughter is finishing up school school over in Ontario and they're wondering where they should move to and one of the comments the daughter said was well we have all our friends here in Ontario and we would not have any friends where we move to and I said oh yeah it, it takes effort for sure but you do cultivate your tribe you do cultivate your community you do cultivate friends wherever you go if you set out from the outset that knowing that's what you have to do. And I have to say, when you said it, it is hard for women, you know, the last move we made, I was 39 years old and I would have to say that was the hardest move. You know, we're kind of in this space. We, I mean, we don't have kids, so we didn't have that natural connection of meeting people through the kids at school and stuff. Um. So we had to really make an effort in a different way to, to number one, meet people in our geographical community, but also find our tribe and find our people who we kind of align with. So, so yeah, it's quite complex and it's good that we're unpacking it today. Yeah. It's interesting when you talk about kids, I think, because my kids aren't at home, so I don't have that either. Like that's kind of something from the past, but People that I know, I have a few women friends who have really connected in a different way when they got a dog because <laughs> going out with their dog every day, they started having conversations with people in their community and their neighborhoods. So maybe you need to get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and talk about geographical community for a second. I mean, you moved in your 50s mm -hmm. to a new geographical area. But you still had your connection of your tribe, right? You still had, you didn't, you didn't move so far away that you lost some of that. Still took effort to 
meet people locally too, right? So it's, it's why it's so complex in terms of different layers. Yeah. So you know? let's, let's define it a little bit more. So mm. when we talk about community, you mentioned already that there's geographical and that, but there's also online communities, but, um, tribe to me is a little bit different. When we talk about tribes, I think of, well, first of all, I want to say that I'd heard someone say recently that we shouldn't use the word tribe because it's um, cultural appropriation. I'm not oh. sure I agree with that because I think we are all tribal. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that we've used that term tribal to throughout history to refer to any group of people that are bonded in a certain way it might be geographical it could be a a religious tribe it could be you know there's lots of ways culturally that people are connected so I think when we talk about tribe when we use tribe we're thinking of those people who are similar to us I think that's just how I a very basic definition is finding those people who resonate with you who think like you and have similar values as you. Is that, is that what you think when you think of tribe? And it's funny, you know, when I connect with neighbors, I say, oh, you're my neighbors and friends. You know, it's like I have to put two labels on them. You're my friends that happen to live next door kind of thing. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So <laughs> I like that I, though, because there's no guarantee that your neighbors are your friends or that they're the same thing. So. Well, well, that's right. And so the neighbors who we just kind of say, hello, 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 they're not, they live in my community, but they're not my community or, or my tribe. You, yeah, yes. Does that make sense? So yes. yeah, it's the people who, like you've said, the people who you get value from and you give value to and the people that you will step up and help. Now, of course, I will step up and help my neighbors who aren't necessarily my friends, but that to, that's not what we're talking about. You know, we will shovel snow and you'll do this and you'll do that, but this, I think we're talking about more of a deeper, a yes. deeper connection. Yeah. And I think when we talk about finding your tribe and having that kind of community of people that really connect, you really connect with in a deeper way, we're, we are in a time where people are really connected. Uh, technology has enabled us to connect with people. And at the same time, people are feeling very lonely and isolated and disconnected in their life. So I think the word connection is a helpful word. And when we're talking about that, it's those people that you have those kind of life-giving connections with. That's a good point, Sandy. I was just speaking with someone the other day and they said they're lonely. You know, and that made me sad. I mean, they live with someone. They're surrounded with family at this present time and they still said they're lonely. Yeah. So it's it's something to think about. We can we can you know our geographical space, our geographical community that we live in is one thing. We can be in the presence with other people, but if we don't have that connection, then yeah, we can be lonely. Yeah. And we have this need to belong. We we have this drive to be with other people. We we are social beings. According to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. it's num it's number three, right? We have we have this need to feel a sense of belonging and acceptance up 
among our social groups, whether those groups are large or small. So, yeah. And if we don't feel that, we feel lonely. So I wonder now with that person, are they not feeling acceptance? Interesting, hey? Yeah, yeah that's something, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy. What is number one? Is it safety and security? Yeah, and food, then food and water. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's pretty. It's very basic. Once you once you feel like your your very basic needs are taken care of, you start to, you know, want to take care of that sense of belonging. So this is a huge conversation. I think we're going to have Peter Block says that community is the structure of belonging, and I really like that because. It, I like that idea of belonging and most dictionary definitions that I was looking up when I talked to, thought about community were looking at physical place, but I like this idea of the structure of belonging and it's bigger than your physical neighborhood. And it helps you settle. I mean, when I worked for the immigration partnership, working with immigrants on how to settle in the community, there was one school of thought, well, they need a job, they need this, they need that, they need to settle, and then after that they can focus on belonging. It's kind of like the hierarchy of needs. And I kept saying, well, okay, sure, they need food and water and security, they need shelter. Belonging doesn't necessarily come after they find a job, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> or get their education transitioned over. It needs to be part of that whole process, right, because unless you feel like you belong, then it's hard to settle. I just went to see this movie, Human Flow, which was about the movement of people globally and the refugee crisis. And I mean, that's exactly what happens as a refugee is you lose your place of belonging, your your country. You know, how, how mm. much more fundamental does it get than that? That is, that's what you've had to leave behind either because of war or uh, discrimination or fear or whatever uh, people don't choose to be refugees no exactly and that's a whole nother podcast but oh my gosh and that's why I always have a lot of empathy when I when I meet people who aren't from here who whose English isn't their first language because I know how hard it was for me and how much effort I had to put in and I can speak English, <laughs> you know, and I'm fairly well educated. Like I can get what I need. I can ask for what I need. I can advocate for what I need. Uh, but when you can't do that, um, it just adds another layer of challenge. So your whole identity, you know, when you move to a whole new culture, your whole identity is challenged and that, yeah, then where do you belong? So it's something, Sandy, I don't think, I think unless you have experienced it or unless you know people who have experienced it, I don't think many many women necessarily think about. Yeah, I agree. I think you and I are both unique in that we have experienced. I mean, I've moved across country, but I've also had the experience where I was part of a community and then had to leave that community, which is a whole other story. But they were the people that I raised my kids with, that I spent all my time with. They were my friends. And then something happened and we had to leave that community. And it was such a loss. Yeah, that's something you have to process. And I guess at a different level, if we change jobs and things, 
it's still another level of community. So you don't necessarily have to leave your geographical living space to find that need or sense of belonging. But I think when you do, it just it just brings it home a little bit more. So it's in our nature as women to nurture others. Supporting each other is part of building community. Yeah. And so I just was thinking as you were talking about an, a, another time when people have a need to find community. And that's a lot of the people that listen to us and people that we work with. It's women who are going through transformation in their lives and they are really changing who they are and their values and getting really serious about their own growth and development and starting to come alive and awaken to new possibilities for themselves and they no longer fit it's like they it's like their previous community or the places that where they really connected in the past it's like a foreign country it's like they've moved on and they can't go back to that place so uh, i think that is another important factor when we're talking about finding your tribe is you need to have people who really support you and understand you and are behind you and and getting what you're trying to do yeah especially when you go through that continual growth and that learning you know so your your tribe might change and I know you're not going to go into the story but as you're saying that I was thinking about the community that you left whether you kind of outgrew them in a way as well you know Mm -hmm. oh definitely and I think that's a, a really hard thing for us as women, when we start to make shifts in, in our lives and we, we feel guilty or we don't know how to deal with those relationships that no longer really fit with where we're going. And, you know, we have to go through that whole ending transition thing, but we also have that gap where we maybe don't have the people yet in our lives and we don't know how to find them. And that's partly what we want to talk about today. I think another reason is sometimes we need that help and support and and accountability. You know, if we are going to go through some fairly significant transitional growth or we have things that we want to achieve in in our lives, one person can't be everything to us. So we do need to surround ourselves with different people. And I often talk about I have different communities, you know, mm-hmm. like um, and and they are helping me. I'm part of an online community at the moment that is really supportive. I think I'm giving just as much as I'm getting from that community. It's helping me in a certain aspect of my life that I was looking for help at, at that time. And I'll kind of dip in and out of it. And I will actually meet some of the people that are online when I go to their area, if I go to their area. So, yeah, there's lots of different reasons um, that we think it's important to build and foster community. Um, But what we wanted to really talk about is moving into how do we do it to Sandy? Yes. (laughs) We all know why it's important. It takes a village and all that kind of stuff. But how do we do it? Yes. So take it away, Joanne. Tell us, how do we do this? 
<laughs> you are good at this. I, I think you work hard at it. I, I'm going to say you're a combination of both. I think you have natural strengths in making connections and you have the intention to do it. So you don't wait for people to, to find you. You, you can be very intentional about finding people as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's important. So yeah, that effort is important. We think the first thing is about knowing who you are yourself. Mm-hmm. And we often speak of this. This is nothing new. However, it is really important because, you know, understanding your values, understanding your boundaries, understanding what you stand for. And Sandy, I think part of that is where you position yourself in a geographical community as well. Right? Like yeah. I look at my geographical community and it's it's old houses, it's well maintained, uh, you know, people support uh nonprofit. It just kind of attracts that type of person. I think part of that is knowing where you want to live is also represents part of who you are as well. I never actually thought about that till you said that right now. I think you're right. I think we, one of the reasons we moved to where we live now is because we didn't really feel like we fit into our old community. Like it was very much a um, suburban, very kind of middle class, upper middle class sort of area. And it was a beautiful area and the people were nice. It's not a comment on that, but we wanted to experience something different. And we wanted to be part of a community that was going through a bit of a revival like Hamilton is. So you're right. And I never really thought about that. Yeah. We didn't feel like we really connected in that geographical area anymore. Yeah. So that physical space, and I remember you saying it, you know, we want somewhere that's gentrified. We want somewhere, you know, different. And uh, to- totally. It, I, I think that part of it is, is a representation of who you are and what you're looking for at this time. Uh, so, yeah, knowing your values and your boundaries. Now, we do have our wheel of life, our balance wheel, um, which has all the different areas, you know, spiritual, financial, physical, health, relationships, etc. So you can, again, assess yourself on that and identify where your strengths are, where your areas of development are for you. It doesn't mean that if you're low in one area, that that's an area of development, you know, maybe you're okay. Maybe you're getting a spiritual community um, as much as you need right now and, and that's okay. So I think really understanding who you are because and then putting that out there, I think it attracts people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does attract people and, um, you know, I guess I've had this transition of, you know, you meet a lot, especially when you are new to some area and you're trying to find that sense of belonging. You meet a lot of people and eventually you find that real connection on, on who you connect with. And that is because you have similar values or similar interests. Um, so knowing yourself so that you're not swaying to other people, mm-hmm. I think is, is important. Yeah. And that wheel of life is a great tool as well for our listeners. If they want to download it, it's available free on our website. It's a great way to start 
thinking about who are the people in these areas in your life that like, where are the people that you're connecting with spiritually or financially? I remember one of my closest friends now, I, I started connecting with her because she was a financial planner. And that was an area in my life where I knew I needed to grow and develop in. And so we started meeting regularly and she just was giving me some basic financial acumen, you know, like helping sharing Mm -hmm. some of her, her expertise with me. And it was because I first identified that was an area of growth for me and then started thinking, who do I know that could help me grow in that area? And now she has become one of my tribe. Yeah, that's awesome. I think another thing we can do is invite people in. I don't know how you feel about this, Sandy, and whether you do a lot of inviting. I know you have a lot of friends that you do a lot of inviting with, but strangers, you know, again, uh, starting a new job or an online community or moving to a new area, the first thing we did in the holiday season is have a big open house and we literally put an invite into every house around, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we didn't know anyone. So we thought, well, we'll we'll open our house, we'll invite them in. I mean, how bad can they be, right? (laughs) (laughs) And we get the community together. So we got the geographical community together and it was fun to see neighbours who have lived here for so long. Oh, my God, I haven't seen you. So we, we created that space for connection. But also through that we got to meet people and then I got to do more targeted invites you know, invite people for dinner, invite people for a drink, ones that we wanted to get to know a little bit more. But now that can be a vulnerable space Mm -hmm. because they could say no. Yeah, I don't think I'm good at this. I want to grow in this. So this week I was out shoveling snow and I started talking to my new neighbors next door. And I ended up talking to the woman next door for about 30 minutes. And she mentioned to me that one of the reasons they purchased the house next door to us or on this street was because when they came to look at the house, she noticed lots of neighbors outside talking to each other. And she said that was important to her. And she really wanted to get to know our neighbors. And so she invited us over for dinner. So they're a young couple in their first home. And I was very impressed to be invited over for a meal. And we're going to plan that soon. But when I left, I thought I wished that I had invited them because we were already here (laughs) and they were new to our neighborhood. And I just realized that scenario that I need to, I'd like to, I don't need to, I'd like Mm. to grow in. I'd like to be more hospitable with strangers, like you're saying, and inviting people I don't know without just kind of assuming, oh, they're, you know, a lot younger than us. They probably wouldn't want to come over for an evening. You know, I put all that on that. And here she was Mm. really longing for that and wanting to get to know us. So I I think you're right. You have to like throw the net wide, get to know people and who knows what kinds of friendships or relationships can form from that. Well, part of it for them too, I'm sure is, I mean, yeah, you might not be 
you know, part of each other's tribe. You may or may not be, but they want to know, like, where's the best place to get bread and milk and have dinner and what happens in the, you know, like right. just some of those other fundamental things that I found really helpful when you move to a new community, a geographical space, and you don't know anyone. And so I've done that in in my community too. And some people I've never heard from again, you know, taken them over a bottle of wine and welcomed them and never heard from them again and that's all good. Others we've become friends with and others it's more we see each other at neighbourhood parties. It's, um, it's kind of the whole scope. You know, I had someone say to me, I have enough friends, I don't need any more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good, <laughs> you know. And so that's fine. So obviously that's not going to be my connection. Um, so I think invite and, it, you know, invite for coffee, invite for dinners, and, and invite to learning, invite to a movie. Like see, see, we, at the end of the day we've got to spend time with people to see if they are part of our, going to be part of our tribe. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot for us to learn in inviting people. I think there's – it's almost like a competency in a way to develop that. It takes a certain amount of confidence. It takes being open-minded. Like you said, how bad can they be? It takes getting outside of our comfort zone sometimes. So I think there's a lot that we gain in inviting people. It's it's not just something we're doing for someone else. But I think as you're talking, I want to make a goal to extend more invitations to people that I don't know and grow in that because I think that's important for me right now. Yeah, because it takes putting our assumptions aside, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So aside from inviting, I think another way that we can start to find our tribe, so we've talked about knowing yourself and inviting, is by joining. And this is something that I've done in this community. And it's about finding places in a community where you can get involved. So it could be a club. I know a friend who's really into singing and he likes to join choirs when he's new in a community. There's churches, there's boards, there's um, just all kinds of places where you can join in your community to get to know people and find people that share your values and interests. So Joanne, you have done a lot of work around helping people get matched on boards. I was thinking this would be a good thing for you to talk a little bit about. Yeah. So um, actually I'm just helping someone in Calgary who's just moved from KW area to Calgary and she said, well, selfishly, I want to join a nonprofit board so I can get to meet people. And I said, that's a, that's a perfectly valid reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Volunteering could be part of the joining piece. You need to have a reason. You need to have a selfish reason to do it as well. Otherwise, you won't want to do it. You know, that's just fundamental. Um, so, yeah, I think now, you know, people may or may not find their community through that. But again, we don't know. And I think, Sandy, this still is linked to number one because we can join. So I've joined a board. I joined a board three or four years ago. But then I chose people from that board who I wanted to invite for a drink after the board meeting to get to know them a little bit more. Right. Yeah, okay, you can kind of do it in a group setting. Mm -hmm. 
But if you really have an interest to learn a little bit more about people and see if there is that connection, then you have to then kind of flip back up and, and do that do that inviting piece, I think. Uh, so certainly join, yeah, and especially if it's a, a club of interest, then you know that you've got some fairly similar like-minded people mm-hmm. at least at the start. Yeah. It's interesting. I just thought of this. I had coffee with a, a woman recently. I hadn't seen her in a few years, but we've been in each other's lives for over 25 years. And I met her in a prenatal swimming class. We were both pregnant. And I think, you know, there's probably 20 women in that class. And one of them ended up being someone I really connected with. And we got together outside of that class and then um, have been friends ever since. So I think joining and sometimes you, like you said, you might not make um, connections with everybody, but there's chances are as you get out there and start um, be participating with people who have some common interests that you'll find other other interests within that group as well. Other, you know, people who share other interests that you have outside of the hiking or whatever the group is one more idea we had that you could do to start building your tribe and your community is to start something to be that courageous person to start something and sandy this is why we started our podcast yeah we wanted to find a a community of women who were interested in having a conversation about how they could continue to grow and learn and lead their best lives yeah and you searched for a podcast yeah that would cater to kind of you know our age group and i think our age group is fairly broad but whenever we do an episode you know we focus on a certain person you know our avatar and it doesn't mean to say that younger or older or men or whatever can't listen, but that's kind of who we're aiming it at. And you searched and you couldn't find, so you said, let's start. And we now have built an international community. We've built a bit of a tribe. Yeah, I, I find it so exciting. So I have a bit of a a weird thing going on right now with our analytics app. I keep looking at it and I just smile every day because we have people in Russia listening to us, people in Latvia, people in San Francisco, Australia. And it just, it makes me smile to think that there are people globally who have connected with Reframe Your Life and through social media and you know, one of the things that we'd love to do is have you introduce yourselves on our Facebook page or our Instagram feed. Oh, yeah, totally. I got a note from someone and now we're Instagram friends <laughs> and she knows who she is and she says, you just don't know how much I've been able to change my life from listening to you guys. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I think it's awesome. And so We started the podcast because we wanted to build a bit of a community, a bit of a tribe, and we're going to look at how else we can maybe connect each other in that tribe as we go into 2018. But we started it, and again, it takes courage. If you're not finding something that you would like, then start. Uh, My friend started a book club. 
started a wine club in the past. You know, you can you can start something and then that can help you build uh, your community and your connections uh, based on your interests. Mm -hmm. There's a great website called meetup.com. And Mm -hmm. so if you don't know someone who shares an interest, you can go on there and you can search for a group that's meeting in, in either online or in your area around that interest. And if you don't find one, it's a great place to start one. They make it really easy to set up a group and you can start to connect with people to either meet in person or online. And you never know what it may become. I went to Denver a few weeks ago and I went to a networking event uh, put on by Women of Denver. And it wasn't until I got there that I learned that this lady who was an entrepreneur wanted to connect with other female entrepreneurs. And she really didn't find that space. I mean, okay, there's the Chamber of Commerces and things, you know, the more traditional places, but she really didn't find that space. So she started Women of Denver and they started having networking events and then it actually got a little bit more that she was putting so much time and effort and spending her own money in this that she's now developed a membership base and people pay to attend sessions and things like that and I thought, wow, like, and, and and that is what she does. You know, she helps women get connected and build their community. So, and I met probably two or three people that I said, I need to interview you for our podcast. So watch this space. We're going to be interviewing people <laughs> from Denver. That's great. <laughs> Put yourself out there a little and, yeah, think of something that maybe you can take on and, and that you want to start. And reaching out, especially at conferences, you know, I went to a conference once, Sandy, and everyone was huddled in their group and I was on my own and no one actually came and spoke to me. And I thought, wow. And I think I actually left after the lunch session because I thought, eh, I don't want to sit on my own, you know. So I remember you telling me that and I was so appalled because it was a leadership conference. <laughs> and I remember you told me about it and I thought, you know, how can you have a group of people together who – consider themselves either leaders or interested in leadership and they were not really thinking about the people around them they were just really focused on their own group and I think that's something that you're saying walking around your neighborhood look at people like just be aware of people around you you know have a that kind of mindset when you go into a coffee shop or somewhere and you see someone maybe sitting on their own or you pass the same person every day like start to pay attention to what's going on around you we can get so caught up in what's going on in our head and our phone and our little little group around us that we miss opportunities that are right in front of us to connect with people. I'm now conscious of it. If I'm at a conference or if I'm at a workshop or I'm at an event, I will go and sit next to a person rather than take the seat three seats down kind of thing. And it's not, I'm not forcing myself. It's, hi, how are you? And you know what? I do that on the plane now, Sandy. I never used to do it on the plane, ever. You talk to people beside you? Yeah. (laughs) I Okay. This is not that bad. Well, they could be part of my community. Who knows? I used to just sit there and I just, just used to ignore. But now when someone sits down, I look at them and I say, hi, how are you? 
oh yeah good thanks how are you good yeah you coming home or you're leaving oh no 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 and then that's it like it's not it's not like I'm you know consuming this person for the whole flight but you know you're going to be next to this person for however long might as well be polite to them so (laughs) I love that because I I feel the same way like when I get on a plane, it feels like if you don't say something, it's really awkward for the whole flight. Like it's really, it's really weird. Like now we're sitting beside each other and that moment of saying hello has passed. (laughs) Yes. yes. And now what am I going to do? And now I need to go to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. I think you get where we're going at, but honestly, we say it in jest, but that could be, you never know. You never know who you're sitting next to. You never know what kind of connection you may make. Putting ourselves out there a little bit can help us uh, in the long run by uh, building our community and building our tribe or just having a less boring time at a conference or a commute, you know. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully this has been helpful we really do think it's important and even more important now that there is a lot of stuff virtual and we are working at home I know I know many people in our life Sandy work at home so we are a little bit more isolated and you know we don't have that traditional go to workspace so you have that sense of belonging there so Take your time to think about it. Download that that balance wheel of life and really think about, okay, for, for this year, like where do I want to build community? What does that look like to me and why is it important to me? Really take some steps mm-hmm. to uh, develop and grow in this area. Yes. And thank you for being part of our tribe. And we do want to connect with people so feel free to reach out to us and let us know where you are and how we can serve you better hi life reframers did you enjoy our episode today if so please leave a review on itunes or google play also check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca